Welcome to Spotlight on the Word. You are listening to Sermon Series. And this will be our last episode of Sermon Series for the year 2023. And so for that matter, if we are to ask that how would you describe 2023 if you are to take an evaluation of the entire year, how would you describe it? Just two different ways, what would you say? And that's our title for today's sermon, which is Anus Horribilis or Anus Mirabilis. Anus Horribilis or Anus Mirabilis. Now, to explain these two, uh, these are Latin words that I'm trying to use to convey this simple message to you. Now, Anus Horribilis was first uh, officially used by Queen Elizabeth II and uh, she described 1992 where a series of um, events happened within the year and she described the year as a very horrible year and that is what uh, she termed Anus Horribilis. There was this man who lived um, in around the time of um, or the year 1666 where there were some fires in London and so many other uh, unrest that happened within that country and it was in London and despite all these things they were, they, they were able to survive the year and so he described the year as a, a victorious year or wonderful year and used the word mirabilis and so to understand these two things Anus Horribilis stands for a very bad or a year in which things were so bad and miraculous stands for a year that despite all the challenges things became better or things became very good and that is what we are asking today if we are to ask you i know for most of us we are going to subject this evaluation to our own personal experiences and of course uh, that is what it will first come down to before any other thing how things went for you within this year for most of the times it is um, maybe this year you started a business and things didn't really go well as you wanted you started so well and uh, somewhere you ran out of funds or maybe even the money you needed to be able to start you didn't get or maybe you started a very nice relationship and ended up in a very bad way Um, there were so many things you have planned to do and for lack of funds or um, support or motivation you are not even able to kickstart any of these things and so when you bring all these things together maybe a loved one that you have lost uh, someone who was very dear to you or someone who really was the backbone of all that you were doing and so many other bad things that may uh, catalogue and so you will conclude by saying that this has been one of the very worst uh, years of, um, of my life and for you such a person you will describe it as anus horribilis there are others or some of us that um, we tried two or three things and things worked out for us we got some two opportunities and we applied and probably we've moved outside the country we are continuing with our education maybe we applied to some company that has always been our dream and we've been able to make it there successfully and maybe a school that you wanted to attend um some relationship maybe you got married to 
a person that you really a very wonderful person that you really liked and all those kind of things so when you bring all these things also together for you such a person you describe it as anus mirabilis now in all these things um, I'm not saying that it is bad for us to interpret it um, in subjection to our experiences but rather one thing I need us to understand and to be able to uh, make sure that we get it clear is that um, whilst we are quick to describe these in our own way as we see it let us not forget the providence of God now the reason for this is that for those who describe the year as a very wonderful year perhaps you may think that there are two things you put in place that really made things work and so it is so much not of maybe the grace even though maybe you have it in mind that oh yes it's by the grace of God but back 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 in your mind or within your heart you think you really did something better and that might have been the game changer there are some of us also who think that probably um, something that we are supposed to do that we didn't do that's why the year turned out so badly for us we may blame others and we think that someone was supposed to help us give us some help or push us and it didn't happen and that is what has led to all this maybe you lost your dad you lost your mother you lost your brother and you would you would forever blame them for uh, leaving you because if they were there things would have been better and all these things and so you may not really think of it that all this may also fall within the providence of god my point is that whichever experience you had whether you will call it annus mirabilis or annus horribilis let us realize that all these fall within the providence of god and what do i mean i don't mean that god is actively or god has actively within this year worked or looked for evil things to come your way no that is not what i'm saying i'm not saying that god actively decided to make you suffer and make you go through a lot through uh, within this year no that is not what i'm saying but when you do all the analysis and you come down you realize that indeed if god hadn't permitted any of these things it wouldn't have happened and so it goes back to the fact that though god may not have been responsible for some of the things that we went through which were unpleasant but we believe that god has that power that ability to be able to what to make all these things uh, not happen the way that they happen but what we need to understand that when it comes to the providence of god god is the only one who knows that which is good for us and so sometimes we may blame god we may blame other people we may describe the year as annus horribilis but meanwhile if you to look at it probably god knows why things went the way they are and so for that matter we should not just limit our analysis or evaluation of the year to just our own personal experiences but be mindful of the fact that yet still all this may fall within the providence of god now let us take two characters and look at in the book of Ruth. this is a very wonderful book um, we read of naomi and his um, husband moving with their two sons from judah to the region of the moabites and what was the problem there was farming in judah and so they left 
thinking that as they are going into another country things are going to work out well now the bible said for about 10 years they were there things actually turned out to be bad naomi's husband died and then her two sons also died leaving behind two widows and naomi no male in that family or that small family to be able to take care of these uh, um, uh, widows and so naomi finally decided to go back to her home country and perhaps things may turn out well for her and so for that matter and for the way events turned naomi even went to the point of saying that her name should rather be called mara which means bitter things have become very bitter or things became bitter for naomi and that's how she wants to be known and so whilst naomi um, decided to 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 go to judah and continue to live and see how life may turn out to be um, her daughter-in-law decided to join her through persuasion one life which is opa and then ruth remained with naomi now they traveled into Naomi's home country, which is Judah. And at Judah, we see something different, or a different story taking place. Ruth found favor in the sight of Naomi, not just Naomi, and in the sight of Boaz and the people around, to the point that Ruth finally was even redeemed by Boaz and got married to Boaz. Long and short of it all is that Ruth became a very prominent and important personality in the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is Ruth who gave birth to Obed, and Obed to Jesse, and Jesse to David, through whom now we can speak of the physical lineage or descent of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a wonderful story. Now when you look at these two people, this is Ruth and Naomi living together. Two people who have been together for some time. Now, based on the decisions they took, for one, it turned out to be a very bad experience, and for another, it turned out to be a very sweet and interesting experience. What am I talking about? Ruth had, um, sorry, Naomi had to move from Judah because things were bad to the region of the Moabites to seek for greener pastures or to seek for better opportunities. She ended up facing very harsh and worse conditions and had to return to her home country. Now, Ruth decided to go with Naomi. She was also leaving her home country, which is Moab, to go with Ruth, uh, Naomi, to a place which she does not belong. And lo and behold, she goes to such a place. Find favor. Things turn out to be very, very interesting. And in the end, she is one of the great grandmothers of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are two people. Is it because maybe Ruth was very pious and intelligent and or maybe she did something extraordinary for that matter that is why she actually got that opportunity no and is it because maybe naomi was so bad or was so sinful and that's why things turned out no and so my point is that when it happens this way when you sit down and analyze the entire year if things do not go well sometimes do not think that oh perhaps it is because of my sins that has because of what something bad i've done i always say that if god should deal with us according to our sins i don't think that maybe what happened within the year is the way god was going to pay you no it would have been something greater than that and so i believe that indeed throughout the year there were things we did which were wrong but my point is that try and understand that however bad things turn out 
it was still within the providence of God. God knows why and God knew what was best for you and what was good for you. And so let us not describe the year just as Anus Horribilis because things didn't go well the way we wanted them to go. And is it also that maybe for you that the year went so well, maybe things were so good, you tried one or two things, it worked out and you moved from where you were, the initial level to a very higher level is it because maybe you are so intelligent or you are so good in fact you are so pious and righteous that things indeed work out in your way it is true that of course god expects his children to live in ways that are pleasing to him but is it always that the righteous or good things come to the righteous no we see in the bible that even the bad and good things happen to both the righteous and the unrighteous a clear example is job which we can read of and so my point is that if things turn out very well for you beloved do not think that perhaps i did something so well of course i'm not saying that if there were important things you put in place during the last year you shouldn't do it no what i'm saying is that it should not be limited to that physical thing that you did like but be mindful of the overarching principle which is the providence of god and so we have to realize that and give glory to god who is in heaven now there is a verse that i want to i want us to always remember so that we will know that indeed it shouldn't be that it is because of something we have done or something we didn't do that is why things turn out the way they did and that is from the book of isaiah so i'll indulge you to open your bible to the book of isaiah isaiah chapter 55 we quickly read something from there now in isaiah chapter 55 isaiah speaks to the children of israel and when you read to um, the verse 9 he said for us the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts so we need to come to this verse and understand that sometimes the way this we think or the way we 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 think this is what we are doing or this is because we did this we did that and things turn out it may not be it may that's why i'm using the word it may not be that it is because of what you did whether good or bad but rather for the fact that because god's thoughts and ways are higher than ours he knows the good things he knows why he made things turn out the way they did and so for that matter let us not beat ourselves up if things do not go the way we want and let us not think that we are the worst of us of course if we are living in sin then there is a need for us to repent of our sins but my point is that let us not think that maybe we're so sinful to the point that that is why things turn out the way they do and if you are the one that things went well that you will finally actually describe the year as annus mirabilis please do not think that because maybe you are so righteous because you did so well and that's why things turned out the way they, were, they did no Remember, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are higher, higher than our ways. And so for that matter, we can't just subject it to our experience and interpret it that so far as the year went well, then um, it means I am in good condition. So far as it went bad, then it means I am not. No, it shouldn't come down to that. Let us remember Isaiah 55, that God's ways are always different or higher than our ways. And so what am I saying? My point is that we should be grateful to God. For whichever way the year turned out to be, 
even human sense will call it anus horribilis. Let us still give thanks to God and appreciate that indeed, even if it hadn't been God's providence, maybe we might have suffered more than what we went through. And so whichever way it is, let us give glory to God. And for us, that things turn out to be very good, let us also remember that it is not by our might, it's not by something that we did, but probably it is because of God's providence. God knew what he wanted us to do and he knew what he wants to happen to us. And for that matter, God allowed these things to come our way so that we don't feel so proud that it is because of our own doing. For the Bible says that even it is not for man to direct his own steps. But it is God. So as we do our best, like we see in the book of Luke, it says that we say we are unprofitable servants, but it's rather God that the glory should go to. And so today, this being our final sermon of the sermon series in the year 2023, I want to encourage you, whether you describe the year as Anus Mirabilis or Anus Horribilis, remember that providence of God. Things that God continually does behind the scene that you and I do not use our eyes to see. It is so sad that today many people are looking for physical signs, things that they will see before they will know that God is in their life. They are looking for the opportunity or for things to happen in a very close way, in a very um, confusing way to convince them or to find out to them that indeed God is in their life. That is so, so, so unfortunate. Forgetting that God has always operated since the beginning of the world, majority of the times, in His providential way, which you and I do not even know, which you and I cannot even see. Today, you go to so many places, um, sorry, places, and the 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 the, 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 the emphasis is about extraordinary testimonies, mind-boggling testimonies, captivating testimonies, things that have to happen for us to say that oh something wonderful happened something so miraculous happened something uh, um, that we can't explain happened that is what we are looking for to confirm that indeed but i am here to remind you that whichever way it is happened even when you think that we are going to describe the year as anus horribles my point is that god yet worked providentially behind the scenes to bring you to this point so let us be grateful and let us not think that because some wonderful things like those things that will personally make us become they will jump up and down then it means that god hasn't been good to us no beloved anus horribilis or anus mirabilis i believe that in all these situations god has been good unto us through his providence he has provided for us and we are where we are today and so this is what I want to leave you with. But before we finally go, there is a very important verse in the Bible that I want to draw your attention to. And I believe that um, perhaps now you are already aware of the verse. Uh, but I want us to also read it and then we will advise or we will encourage ourselves with that particular verse. And that can be seen in the book of um, Romans, the book of Romans chapter 8. I'll take you to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, um, kindly endowed me, whilst you also open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, 
verse 28 he says that and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose and this is one of the important verses when it comes to providence in terms of providence for the believer providence for the Christian that whichever way that things were whether good or bad we should always be assured that all things eventually at the end of the day will work together for our good and so what does it mean it doesn't mean that always things will be better or no but what rather the author or the the, the apostle is saying in this book is that however things will turn out we should always remember that it was for our good it was for the goodness of us god has always been involved and was making sure that however it turned out to be it was for our goodness and so he's not saying that always we are going to enjoy good things as in in terms of um, we are going to be happy we are going to get money we are going to be free of all diseases we are going to be as some uh, erroneously say that if you're a christian yeah you are not supposed to go through poverty you're not supposed to see hardships you're not supposed to see sickness and all those kind of things beloved that is not it that's not what the bible is saying here but rather what he's saying is that we should always have the assurance that however things will turn out it will mean that god has always been working together however it turns out it is for our good and so what do we do whether it is suffering whether it is uh, 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 um, joy we should embrace that situation and give glory to god and see how god used these things to shape us to become better christians that is what he's talking about and indeed that is what the bible is saying so that we don't get a false sense that okay so for the fact that things didn't go the way that i wanted then it means that god has not been good therefore anus horribleness and maybe another way it turns out to be very good it means that all oh, things were very wonderful and so anus miraculous the bible says that let us be aware that all things eventually work together for our good and to, for to those who love god and who have been called according to his purpose now if you should stretch this argument eventually it has an element of the hope that still awaits us the rest that still awaits us that in the end even if things did not turn out well for us in this present life we are hopeful that if we are faithful in the end god is going to save our souls god is going to give us a better place god is going to take us to a place where we shall be with him forever beloved this is to those who love god one and those who have been called according to his purpose those who have been called by his gospel according to his purpose to become the children of god to become those who always or continually do things that will show that indeed they love god how much more you who have not yet become a christian the truth is that providentially god will care for both bad and evil the sun will shine on both of us the rain would fall at all of our places whether you are good or bad that is general but in the end when it comes to special promises special um, um, favors or special things like this it is to the believer and that is what we see in romans chapter 8 verse 28 
why don't you become a Christian today if you are not? So that you be part of those who are called according to God's purpose. You become the one that will always continue to do what God wants you to do. And you be called one who loves God. And so for that matter, being assured of that salvation, that in the end, even if you suffer in this earth, on this earth, in the end you know that your soul will be saved. Beloved, today if you are still in your sins, if you are not giving your life to Christ through baptism, Bible says that it's for our sin that Christ died for us. Please repent of your sins and then give your life to Christ. Allow Christ to come into your life by way of um, renouncing or giving up on the particular kind of life you are living, which is not right in the sight of God. And then accept Christ as your Savior. And how do you do that? By shunning evil and then giving your life to Christ through baptism. Allowing yourself to be immersed in the waters of baptism for your remission of your sins that the Holy Spirit may continually to dwell in you through His Word. And in the end, as you continue in God's family, in God's church, and you do all that God expects us to do, salvation shall be yours in the end, so that you will not suffer loss in the end. Beloved, this is the invitation if you have not become a Christian. But if you have become a Christian, i.e. you've been baptized and you are a member of the lost church, my point is that let us continually keep on or let us keep on in the faith and try as much as possible things that we did this year which were not right please let us wake up let us work on all these things and continue in god all that we need to do be it being kind to our neighbors going for evangelism evangelizing to others telling them about the sacrifice of christ jesus being involved in the community of the church and helping one another and visiting and having fellowship with people helping them also grow in their spiritual lives these are things that god has commanded us to do helping people who are in need these are all things that god has commanded us to do and i believe that when we continue to do these things whether the year goes well or the year doesn't go well we shall still have the cause to rejoice whether annus horribilis or annus mirabilis we shall still have the cause to rejoice may the lord be with you as i leave you with this few um, uh, uh, ways of encouragement and let us be assured that even as we walk into 2024 we are not assured that all things are going to be rosy that everything is going to be fine in fact that is what we are all praying for but if it happens that things do not uh, things do not turn out the way that we want let us remember this particular sermon that whether annus horribilis or annus miraculous god is still at work providentially and he is the one who deserves the glory however if we enter the new year 2024 and things work out so well let us also not forget that it may not be the physical things that we did or the things that we put in place but rather it is by the providence of God. So whether annus mirabilis or annus horribilis, glory to the Lord God Almighty because we know he works on our behalf and he works providentially for us. May the Lord be with you and share this sermon with everyone that you would have um, in mind. And in the end, I believe that as we enter into a new year, our lives will be better knowing that God is always at work providentially on our behalf. Thank you for listening to sermon series. Anus, Horribilis, or Mirabilis, which one would you pick? Bye.